Okay, there we go. All right, uh, this evening I'll be speaking to you about trust and faith. Now, when I first started to write my sermon, I um, once in a while I used the concord, um, concords in concordance, thank you, in the back of the Bible to look up different passages of Scripture. And when I went to that part of the Bible in under trust, I only found a few passages, and then and I have a different Bible at home, and it said, instead of listing any passages for trust, it said, see faith. So, actually, I think it was in the book that you gave me. Um, that's the one. Um, so, anyway, that's why I named it uh, Trust and Faith which is pretty much the same thing, having a trust in the Lord and having the faith in the Lord, sort of the same, same, if you will. Anyway, um, life is not predictable. There are ups and downs along the way. Many of us want to trust God. When times are good, it can feel easier. But when times feel difficult, it is even more important to trust God. God's unchanging character can give us a firm foundation when things feel unsteady and uncertain. Life can be going along smoothly for a season. Your job is satisfying. Your friends and family are enjoyable. Your goals, finances, health, and the outlook seem bright. Then all of a sudden, life throws a curveball. Someone you know gets sick. You lose your job. A friend or family member betrays you. Uh, The things you felt secure in all of a sudden feel shaky and uncertain. How do you trust that God is good in these circumstances? How do you trust in him when you do not understand what is happening or why? When you cannot see a resolution, these are valid questions, and God wants to help you navigate through them. Now, uh, the first point is, what does it mean to trust God? To trust is to believe in the reliability, the truth, ability, or strength of something. So when it comes to trusting God, that means believing in his reliability, his word, his ability, and his strength. The Bible says that God cannot lie, that he always keeps his promises, as I uh, spoke on the last time a couple weeks ago, that he loves you and has good in store for you. Trusting in him means believing what he says about himself, about the world, and about you is true. In Psalms uh, 20, verse 7, we read, Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Trusting God is more than a feeling. It's a choice to have faith in what he says, even when your feelings or circumstances would have you believe something different. Your feelings and circumstances matter and are very much worth paying attention to. God cares about them both. But those things alone are not reliable enough to base your life on. They can change at any moment, even in an instant. God, on the other hand, does not change. 
He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and therefore is worthy of your trust. Trusting God is not about ignoring your feelings or reality. It is not pretending that everything is okay when it isn't. Trusting God is living a life of belief and obedience to God, even when it's difficult. One of some of the ways to trust God. Now that you know what it means to trust God, how exactly can you do that in your everyday life? If you trust someone, you feel comfortable being honest with them about anything. God is much more reliable than even our most trustworthy friend. When things feel difficult, he doesn't ask you to keep those feelings to yourself. God is never neglecting your life, even if he seems to be silent. Remember, his promise is that he is always hearing your prayers and responding. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all of their troubles. Once again in Psalms uh, chapter 34, verse 17, the righteous cry and the Lord heareth and delivereth them out of all their troubles. When, <clears throat> when trust falters, God is worthy, <clears throat> excuse me, God is trustworthy even when you don't see your prayers answered or your problems solved right away. I saw a um, movie once. Um, it was about a kid who wanted to go to the University of Notre Dame. And um, he was talking to a priest and he was wondering why um, it seemed that his prayers weren't being answered. And the uh, priest had told him, well, the pr your prayers come in our time and the answers come in God's time. Life is unpredictable and difficult at times, and that difficulty may persist for longer than you had hoped. It may even bring you to the end of your strength. So what do you do then? Wait, trust, and remember that God does love you. You can trust him to sustain you, provide for you, and be with you even in the midst of your hardship. Jesus guaranteed his followers that they would face hard times. In uh, John 16, verse 33, um, we... It says he promised that he would always be with them. Um, what have I got up on the screen here? Okay. And then uh, these things I have spoken unto you that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. That I might have that mixed up. Um, I have Matthew 28, 20 also written down here. Um, God is completely trustworthy, but he does not ask you to trust him blindly. He wants you to learn to trust him as you go. As you get to know him, you can get to know God through personal time with him and through his word. Spend time exploring aspects of his trustworthiness in verses of scripture. In the book of Romans, one of the earlier followers of Jesus, Paul, writes to believers about the present life. He reminds them that this life will have hardship and that our bodies will fail, but God is still working for our good. 
And Romans 28, I'm not uh, quoting exactly right here, but, and we all know that the, all things work for good to those who are the called <clears throat> to um, according to the Lord's purpose. In times of doubt, remember his promises. Remember who he has always been. Even in doubt and uncertainty, if you keep going to him, he will continually show himself to be trustworthy. If you struggle with God, if you struggle with why God allows difficulty, read the article, Why Does God Allow Suffering? Now, when I think of uh, trying times and why life can be so difficult, sometimes I think it has something to do with balance. We all know that uh, we cannot have good without bad. We cannot have positive without negative, day without night, hot without cold. Without these checks and balances, there would be no balance. Also, when we go through trials, it may be because the Lord wants us to go to him and to pray to him. Casting all of your care upon him, for he careth for you. That's what it says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. Because God loves you, you can show your trust in him by talking about all your feelings and circumstances with him, the good and the hard, through prayer. Don't let your emotions rule your life. Bring them to God so he can help you address them. He is not disappointed or frustrated by your struggles, doubts, or pain. He cares about you, and you can trust him with those things. When you trust, you go to God and his word when life is hard. You also act on obedience, doing what God says in his word, and trust that he will ultimately take care of the rest. In trust, you do not look for security in other things. You look to God to hold you securely in difficult circumstances. You won't do this perfectly, but God is kind and patient with you while you learn to trust him. He cares for your hurts. He pays attention. How comforting is it to know that the God of the universe is also paying attention to you? Knowing that God is for you will strengthen your trust in him during times of hardship and the unknown. There are some <clears throat> several practical ways to trust God in your everyday life. Now, I want to take a break and um, talk to Jason for a moment here. And um, now we all know Jason um, has lost his job. And he was looking for a new job. And God took care of you while you were in between jobs, right? Um, and I know it probably seemed like it was hard to trust him or when was this uh, difficulty going to end. But he did come through just like he did the last time, right? Yeah. <clears throat> he is always there for us. That is uh, something that is... Um, it's put ease on my mind ever since I've started coming to this church and learning all of the things that Pastor Danny and Wade have taught me. And uh, even some of the teachings of Miss Kay when she had me uh, uh, take over the uh, Sunday school class with Tracy uh, many years ago. Scripture or the Bible is God's word. 
God knows you need somewhere to go when you feel unsure. That place is his word. It is unchanging and completely trustworthy. The Bible records ways God has responded in difficult times in the past. It reminds you that he is trustworthy, whatever your circumstances. Many people in scripture even reference other parts of scripture to encourage themselves and those around them. In John 8.32, the Bible says, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free, shall make you free. The truth of Scripture frees you from the expectations of earning your salvation. It also frees you from the unrealistic scenarios that you run to in worry. If you don't run to the word to remind you of the truth in difficult times, it is easier for you to be led into lies about your life and who God is. You need a strong foundation of scripture to stand on, especially when you feel uncertain. The Bible is God's unfailing, unchanging word. You can cling to its truth when life throws you a curveball. Also, uh, it says a strong foundation. Um, if you remember the last time I spoke, I mentioned that the God, uh, that Jesus in the Bible is referred to as the rock. He's sturdy, he's sound, and a reliable foundation. Confess unbelief. Be honest. Allow God to remind you who he is and what he promises, and then be honest with him. You can tell God how you feel and in what areas of your life you are struggling to trust him. Not to mention, I don't think you can lie to God. He knows what's in your mind and he knows your motives, so it really doesn't do any good to lie to him. First, it is good to acknowledge that his character is good and trustworthy. You can agree with him that all he says is true. You can also tell him when it is difficult for you to believe. According to Mark chapter 9, a man brings his son, brought his son to Jesus for healing from being possessed by a demon. He asked Jesus to heal him if you can. Jesus asked the man if he did not believe that Jesus could heal. And this was his reply. This is from Mark chapter 9 verses 23 and 24. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou, help thou me, help thou mine unbelief. He believed, but it was difficult thing for him to believe, so he asked for help. It is one thing to know the truth, but it's sometimes hard to believe it when it takes unexpected turns. You're human. You're able to confess to God when your feelings and beliefs are not lining up with his truths. You can ask him to help you believe that what he says is true. This helps you accept that God is bigger than you could ever understand. Confession helps you to humble yourself and allows you to grow in trust. He hears your request and answers them. He wants to help you grow your faith. Another way is share your concerns with your community. You are not facing these difficult times alone. 
the Lord is walking with you every step of the way. He also gives you other believers to walk with, your brothers and sisters in Christ. Paul was a follower of Jesus and a leader in the early church. He shared with a fellow believer, uh, <clears throat> he shared this with a fellow believer as encouragement. This is from uh, Philemon uh, chapter 1, verse 6 that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in Christ Jesus. Paul reminded his friend that partnership is important and helps us have a greater understanding of God and his plan. When you are struggling, share those concerns with another follower of Jesus whom you trust. Someone you know is pursuing a relationship with God regularly and who knows God's word. You don't have to share struggles with everyone, but find those people who will encourage you and share the truth with you. Not just, not just tell you what you want to hear. Fellow believers can remind you of God's character through encouragement and accountability. They can pray for and support you. They can remind you of the truth when you're struggling. Community reminds you that you are never alone, even in hard times. Remember God and spend time with him. God is bigger than your circumstances. Difficult times may feel like they last forever, but they are temporary. God is present amid the bad times as well as the good. He is always faithful. God wants you to go to him with your circumstances. He also wants you to come to him simply to spend time with him. You should not let your circumstances shape your relationship with God. God can shape your view of your circumstances. Spend regular time with God. Establishing a consistent time with the Lord when things feel good will help <clears throat> when things feel good will help you to continue to go to him when things are rough. If you have not established that, it is never too late to start. Read his word. Spend time in prayer acknowledging who he is. Meet with other believers and set your eyes on things that are bigger than your circumstances. Serve those around you. These simple practices will help you see God outside of difficult things, which will establish trust in your heart that he will move in your circumstances. <clears throat> Look for things to be grateful for. Difficult circumstances feel all-consuming at times. This is really hard to see past them to other good things going on. But God's grace is in all things. Is in your waking up in a sunny day. In a call from a friend, he is in all of it. But those good times often get overshadowed by other more complicated things going on. In the face of those difficulties, God shares his will for you and how you should respond to them. In 1 Thessalonians 5 verses 16 through 18, it says, Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God concerning you. God calls you to give thanks. He is always working in your life and in the world. In the moments when everything appears to be falling apart, 
it can be hard to see how the good father is at work, but no, his mercy is consistent. <clears throat> Excuse me. Giving thanks fights the lie that everything is horrible. Even in tragic circumstances, there will be light and grace. God is present and making himself known. You need only to look. Trust grows as you look for God's presence in what feels dark and heavy. He never leaves. I have a greater uh, trust in God myself ever since last year, as I've told you many times. He answered my prayers for safety during the hurricane. We sat in the house as the hurricane roared <clears throat> or bared down upon us, and I really didn't have any fear as it was roaring all around us. And as you all know, God got us through it. Walk in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives in anyone who trusts in Jesus. The Holy Spirit is your constant helper, pointing you to Jesus. When Jesus was telling his followers that he was going to be killed, he knew that they would be worried. They would feel scared about being left alone. So he shared this with them to give them comfort. In John uh, chapter 14, verse 26, we read, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, <clears throat> he shall teach you all the things and bring you... <clears throat> And bring all things to remembrance, whatever, whatever, whatsoever I have said unto you. Excuse me for that. Uh, the Spirit comforts and reminds you of the truth. The Spirit will also lead you in obedience. He will bring direction to you. A, com <clears throat> a common struggle in difficult times is feelings of helpfulness helplessness, and worry about an unknown future. The leading of the Spirit can ease struggles by guiding you <clears throat> to acts of obedience. He does not always give you the big picture, but he will show you the next step. This reminds me of when, uh, before I had come to this church and come to know the Lord Jesus, um, when I was, as everybody does, oh, I'm a good person and I would never murder anybody. And so I ought to be able to get into heaven. Yeah, right. Uh, but I still had that doubt in my mind. I was still afraid of death because in the back of my mind, I think I knew that <clears throat> I was just lying to myself and I didn't have anything that I could take faith in. Uh, for what was going to happen to me when I faced death or after death came to pass. And now that I have Jesus and I know <clears throat> that I am trusting in him and that he is uh, the son of the father, I know where I'm going to go when I die. And that puts a great relief in my heart and on my mind of future things to come. So that when that time does come, I don't have to be worried. I uh, will be absent from the body and present with the Lord, as our pastor always says. Walking closely with the Spirit will not only give you direction, but will remind you that you are not alone. God is not distant. He is with you in difficulty. He is making a way for you. <clears throat> um, wait on the Lord. The Holy Spirit will lead you to what you should do. 
Sometimes what you need to do is wait. Faithfully continue to seek the Lord, but wait on his timing. Wait on him to act on your behalf. Wait on him to do what you cannot do yourself. You know, just reading that uh, reminded me of um, something that I saw online. Um, somebody was said it was uh, entitled Listening to God. And the person was wondering, when do when is the voice in the back of your head that's telling you something? When is it your conscience and when is it telling when is it God telling you something to do? Well, he said, I'm going to listen for the first time. I'm going to listen to this voice and see where it leads me. And this gave me the chills when I finished reading it. He went to the store <clears throat> and he was picking up a few things and something said, buy some milk. So he bought some milk. <clears throat> he left the store and he was on his way uh, down the street or on his way home, something like that. Something told him to stop in a certain neighborhood and stop at a certain house. He was led to go up and knock on the door. He knocked on the door and he also brought the milk that he purchased with him. A woman came to the door and when she answered it, he said, something's telling me that you need this. I think it might be God. And she said, oh, my Lord. She said, I've been praying to God. I have come on hard times and I've been needing some milk for my baby. Think about that. The Holy Spirit will lead. Oh, I read that already. Uh, in the book of Isaiah, God responds to the Israelites who thought that God had turned away from them. He, re <clears throat> he reminds them that he does not sleep or take a break. He always sees them and is working for their good. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 40, verse 31, but they wait upon the Lord, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Um, he will help you. He will help you wait with endurance. Waiting on the Lord reminds you that you are not in control. Thank goodness. He is bigger than any of your circumstances. He will sustain you and grow your faith in the waiting. <clears throat> Have you ever struggled and fretted because your life wasn't going the way that you wanted? Do you feel that way right now? Do you want to trust God, but you have legitimate needs and desires? You know what would make you happy and what you, <clears throat> and you would pray for it with all your might, asking God to help you get it, but it doesn't come to pass. You feel frustrated, disappointed, and even bitter. And this reminds me of something that we were uh, taught here uh, at this church, and that is... Um, some people think they know what they want, but God knows what you need. So that's sometimes why you don't get what you want, but God does always give you what you need. Sometimes you get what you want only to discover that it doesn't make you happy after all. <clears throat> Just disillusioned. Many Christians repeat this cycle their entire life, wondering what they're doing wrong. I should know I was one of them. 
A spiritual, there is a secret in doing. Uh, a spiritual secret exists that cannot free, that can free you from this cycle, trusting God. <clears throat> You're at, <clears throat> what? You're asking? That's no secret. I've read that dozens of times in the Bible and heard lots of sermons on it. What does, what do I mean, secret? The secret lies in putting his truth into practice by making it such a dominant theme in your life that you view every event, every sorrow, every prayer with unshakable conviction that God is totally, spotlessly trustworthy. In Proverbs uh, chapter 3, verses 5 through 6, we read, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not upon thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Thank you. <clears throat> That's where we mess up. We want to trust in anything rather than the Lord. We'll trust our own abilities, our boss's judgment of us, in our money, our doctor, even in an airplane pilot. But the Lord, well, it is easy to trust in things we can see. Sure, we believe in God, but to allow him to run our lives, that's asking a little too much, some of us might think. Disagreeing over what really matters. The bottom line is that our wants may not agree with what God wants for us. After all, it's our life, isn't it? Shouldn't we have a say over it? Shouldn't we be the ones who call the shots? God gave us free will, didn't he? Advertising and peer pressure tell us what's important. A high-paying career, a head-turning car, a drop-dead gorgeous home, and a spouse or significant other who will make others green with envy. If we fall for the world's idea of what matters, we get trapped in what is called the loop of next time. The new car, relationship, the next promotion, or whatever didn't bring you the happiness you expected, so you keep searching, thinking, maybe next time. But it is a loop that is always the same because you were created for something better, and deep down, you know it. When you finally reach the place where your head agrees with your heart, you're still hesitant. It's scary. Trusting in God can require that you abandon everything you've ever believed about what brings happiness and fulfillment. <clears throat> That's how, how people are programmed by uh, television and some of the things that people in power say that you need. It requires that you accept the truth that God knows what's best for you. How do you make that leap from knowing to doing? How do you trust God instead of the world or even yourself? The secret lies within you, the Holy Spirit. Not only will he convict you of rightness, of trusting in the Lord, but he will also help you to do it. It's just too tough to do on your own. Jesus said in John chapter 14, verses 26 through 27, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, hath... <clears throat> He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. 
Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth it unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Because the Holy Spirit knows you better than you know yourself, he'll give you exactly what you need to make this change. He's infinitely patient, so he'll let you test this secret, trusting in the Lord in little baby steps. He'll catch you if you stumble. He'll rejoice when you succeed. Trust in God and trust in the Lord. When you trust in the Lord, you'll feel as if the weight of the world has been lifted off of your shoulders. The pressure's off you now and on God, and he can handle it perfectly. God will make something beautiful of your life, but he needs your trust in him to do it. Are you ready? The time is start it, the time to start is today or right now. <clears throat> it is very hard to trust in things you can't see. Some people think that because they can't see them that they're not there. Uh, but we can't see the air and we know it's there because we don't fall over dead from lack of oxygen. Um, you can't see the wind, but you know it's there when you feel it blow against your body. Uh, there are many things that you can't see, but they are there, and God is one of them. And I believe that it's very true that we should have trust in God, have faith in our God. Um, we all trust that Jesus is the Son of the Father, and that in trusting in him, he will give us eternal life. After all, <clears throat> this is God's word. This is God's truth. There is nothing but truth in between here. As I said in my sermon two weeks ago, God cannot lie. God is truthful. God is faithful, unlike many of us or our friends or the government, they're definitely not faithful, um, or can you have any trust in them? Um, I think one of the biggest problems of our government is that they allow um, all of these people to contribute money, and they, uh, as Danny said, and I never thought about this, but they contribute money to contributions on both the left and on the right, so that matter no, no matter who gets in office, they can say, I gave you millions of dollars for your campaign. You have to vote my way, and that's why they never vote our way. Um, and it's, unfortunately, we do have a, the way the government was set up initially was very good. And they did, Wade had taught me that um, a lot of their laws that they created come right from the Holy Scriptures. Unfortunately, we've strayed away from uh, the scriptures. There are people that want to take God, uh, in God we trust, off of our money, off of the buildings. I was glad to hear a few years ago that it had come before a judge uh, that they wanted to take anything that said God off of the buildings, off of the money, off of anything in our government, uh, and the judge had said, and he was very wise, I'm not going to take the words in God we trust off of our money. We are not going to take uh, swearing on the Holy Bible out of our, um, what do they call it when they, out of swearing somebody in. Um, we're not going to do any of those things because 
when the people came from England to this country looking for a new world, it was also for religious freedoms from the Church of England. And that is what our country is based on, is religion, faith in God, trusting in God. And that also reminds me of another saying, I'm not sure who came up with it, but in, in God we trust, all others pay cash. Uh, anyway, uh, that's all I have for you this evening. Uh, I appreciate your uh, listening to me. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, and let's see, um, we'll close in a word of prayer. Um, Brother Chuck, would you lead us in our closing prayer, please? Our most gracious is heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we just pray for those that are here to pray for. Oh, dear God, put your hand on me. Those people, dear God, what they're going to do. We know you're in the midst, Lord. Heavenly Father, give us strength, give us courage, Lord, to trust in you. And dear Heavenly Father, I just pray for simple. I pray for each and every one here that is uh, sick, Lord, put your hand upon them, give us healing hand, dear God. And dear Heavenly Father, I do thank you for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for my Christian home. Thank you, dear God, for all you do for me. And thank you for my church, Lord. And now, dear Heavenly Father, go with us. Watch over and care for us. Bring us back next point in time, Lord. Thank you. And we give you the praise, honor, and glory that you deserve. In the name of our Lord and my Savior, Jesus Christ. And all God's children said, Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Chuck.